Hey everybody, Randolph Terrence here. How you guys feeling? This is not uh, Monday's episode of The Woke Files. It is a, I guess it would be called a woke file. We had um, a scheduling issue. We weren't able to all get together and record. So I reached out to JL Kovan, who I was going to interview anyway, and uh, scheduled an interview, had a quick interview with him. I say quick, it's about an hour and a half. And we chopped up uh, Charlottesville. We chopped up Trump a lot. We talked a little bit about Kaepernick. We talked a little bit about a lot of stuff. I mean, you know how we do. We talked about a little bit about a lot of stuff. And uh, we thought we would post this for you guys so you guys could still get a little piece of us uh, until next Monday's podcast. So next Monday's will be up and it'll be an ordinary podcast next Monday and Thursday. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. And as always, like I said, just send me your emails. Or uh, let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about or anybody you want me to talk to. I appreciate you guys so much, and I hope you enjoy your day. Stay safe out there in them streets. And brothers, stay in the gym. You need to be in shape. Stay in the gym. We need you. Peace, y'all. Enjoy the interview. Hello? Hello, J.L. Kovan. Wait. What's happening, man? Nothing much. I'm just, um, I'm, I'm watching, I'm into season two of Power, trying to, uh, Increase my blackness in these dark Trump times. I think that is the way to do it. Power and empire, <laughs> I think. Oh, empire I've been on. But this, yeah. th- what I find funny about power is I find it entertaining, but it's not particularly good. But it is it is a fun watch. But it is some throwback Skinamax level sex scenes right, where it's just right, like right. there is nudity and good looking people, but these sex scenes are terrible. Yeah, yeah just bad <laughs> people making bad faces <laughs> it's either way too romance novelly like breeze in the hair or it's way, it's just way too just raw and angry right right <laughs> for no reason at all like dudes like <laughs> like looking into the camera you know who shouldn't be like what are you looking at dog why are you why, why are you looking at me He's looking at you like this could be you <laughs> like why are you looking at me dog why is this a pov sex scene of me getting <laughs> fucked <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's how I feel when I watch. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I tried to get into it, and I was like, don't spoil. Although, like I said, if you whatever you watch, hopefully you know, I, I'm 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 almost at the end of the season. I'm just watching what Hulu has. I couldn't I can't get afford. into it. I, I tried. I don't. I don't say that out loud. You get your blackness knocked down. Right. Page, I just. It's. I couldn't get into I, it. It's a. It's very. I would rank it as a as very guilty pleasure to me, like because I am enjoying it, but at the same time, there's no way I'd ever tell somebody that's a good show. Yeah, yeah, like hey, you know what you need to watch, you know. Yeah, a lot of white folks watch it. That's the, that's who's holding the shit up. Is that what happened? I, mean, I think so. Yeah, yeah, a lot of white folks. A lot that I know are like, I'm watching Power. I'm like, are you country? Oh, no. <laughs> Same with Insecure. They yeah. got on that. Yeah. Yeah. Although Insecure is good. But yeah. They love it. <laughs> yeah. No, Insecure actually is a good show. They love it more than we do. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they love it for different reasons. They they don't. They pick it apart. Lambert and I were talking about that. How anytime somebody black falls in love with something, it immediately starts getting picked apart. Right. By, by white folks. How are you doing with all this uh, Charlottesville nonsense? Just oh, I'm fine. In general, man. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's very frustrating. Are we recording it? We've been recording since the moment you got. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, that's right. You got to stay woke. You insomnia. Always, always assume Randolph is recording. Yeah, you should just uh, assume that. You should just <laughs> assume that I'm I may think be recording you. 
I think that what's frustrating about this, I think, and it's the same way I feel, you know, not to make a pithy comparison, but when I told people, you know, in 2007, 2008, that I thought LeBron James was maybe the best ever. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, you don't, he's not got titles and you don't know that I'm like, well, I'm watching him play. Like I'm watching something that I've never seen before. Uh, a muscular magic Johnson dunking over everybody. Right. Like to me, it doesn't take a gene. It, it's maybe it takes somebody with some basketball awareness, but it, it, it wasn't like a crazy statement to me. It was, yes, it was not like, yes, you can make the argument for Jordan, of course. And, but, but as time has gone on, I feel like watching LeBron James has just fulfilled what I already believed about him. Yeah. He's just now got the rings to satisfy more people like in other words but 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 this is no he's still a muscular magic johnson who makes people better and can take over games and is great on both ends of the floor yeah, he, he was exactly what you knew he was right now you can still make the jordan argument i'm not like i don't think it's like i'm not saying lebron is the best shut up if you don't agree but there is an art there is a clear argument to be made regardless of quantity of rings and with trump watching this from it's obviously a, a more serious thing He's been a terrible person with no experience, race baiting, racist, uh, crude. Uh, there are, like I said, he is. There is no category of leadership that he isn't an abomination in. Whether it's patience, uh, ability to learn, willingness to learn, curiosity, compassion, intelligence, uh, empathy. He has none of them. And it's been apparent from day one. Well, I admit, of course, and I've made some money off of my Trump impression. I will not lie and say that I didn't find some of Trump's shit entertaining because I didn't think, of course, he was dangerous, but I never thought he was going to win the nomination. But I actually rooted for him to win the nomination, A, because I would get to see more of him and B, because I didn't I did not think America was this hateful and dumb. I always knew there was a percentage that's why I was not surprised when he was getting 30% of the GOP vote, because that's the percentage I've always guessed was the racist group. But for him to win the nomination, and then I said, okay, now it's a little nervous because he's in the game. I think Hillary should stomp him, but he is in the game. You know, as uh, who was it? Was it Herman Ed Herm Edwards who said, that's why you play that's the why game? You play, yeah, that's why you play the and game. And when he won, it became clear that there are there is a powerful plurality of the voting population that is that is either racist or stupid and they formed a coalition and gave him the 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 win and but now what's frustrating is now he is doing everything to the max like he is the worst case scenario of what people feared he is racist he is incompetent he is impatient he is ineffective. His only thing saving him for the left is that he is a terrible president, like he's a terrible leader, because if he were at all capable of checking his ego once in a while and getting things done, he could be an extremely effective, horrible conservative president. So the only thing saving him right now is that he is completely incompetent. But that said, it's frustrating. It, well, it's it's frustrating though to see now, and I'm t and this is the one time where I will say on the left and the right because I rarely do that. But 
now you see the right condemning him because it's easy. It's easy as fuck to condemn him now. But I hate and I would love to see CNN once in a while question the Cornell West's, the Mark Lamont Hills, people who I have not always disliked. But when it came to this, they're both the same, the Sean King types, Mm -hmm. where they're not posting any of their they're the same. Although, to be fair, Cornell West still does. He did it. Yeah, call it. He still does. Right, right. I was going to say you can call it dumb, but at least he is being consistent Yeah. because he will not back off that Hillary was terrible, too. So, like, I don't like it, but he is actually sticking to that dumbass gun. I think a person like him, he's caught in the loop. He can't. Yeah. You can't let that loop go because if you let that loop go, then that changes. But I, I love everything you've, to, talk, everything you've talked about now for all these years. That means that everything you've talked about wasn't possibly true. Can't have that. Right. But I would love to see someone pose a question in in the in 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 the interest of fairness. Why is do you still believe that your vote for Jill Stein? Yeah. was a good thing and a smart thing yeah. to do. You believe do you, that you still believe Gary Johnson was a good thing, a smart thing? Right. Do you still think that protest vote or that they're both the same? Don't you see how can you possibly think that someone that you didn't like but who was clearly competent and intelligent was the same as the worst president in U.S. history without question? I think it's because, like like you and myself, no one thought that America would vote this guy president. No one thought that. So everyone thought I can I can vote any way I want. You know, I can I it doesn't matter because he's he's not going to get elected. So it doesn't matter. So I can vote for Jill Stein. I can vote it's and, like it's like being a voter in New York and voting and voting Republican. It, see, but it my friend John matter. My best my best friend is a Republican and I think he's probably voted How are you in doing our, that by the way? Back huh? up. Your best friend is Republican. Did he vote for Trump? No. And here's the thing. What I was going to say is I think a majority of his presidential votes have been for Democrats, but he votes Republican locally Uh because a New York Republican nationwide, besides Long Island, which is like Trump country, Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, they like, you know, a Mike Bloomberg Republican is somebody that I can talk to and have fine relations with. Right. Um, he voted, and my friend, and I've never quite understood this, but my friend hates Hillary Clinton, and Why? he voted for her. I'm not going to put him on trial right now because I, I will admit I don't get all the reasons why. You've never but asked him? You've never just intellectually make me, make me understand that? It's, I think he thinks – I think there is a component of it that it is right-wing. It is Republican doctrine just talking that points? you hate her because like, right. he has disliked her since high school. Like he's dislike. He was very politically active. He was at the Republican National Convention, like in '96. He's always been, but he voted. I know he didn't vote. I don't think he voted for Bush either time. And I, I think he might. I, I can't. I'm not gonna speak on his votes, but I think there may have been an Obama vote. Mm-hmm. Maybe not two, but there might. But my point is, he's voted for Democrats in the presidential election more than Republicans in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And he voted for Hillary Clinton and he doesn't like Hillary Clinton. And his, his, what he said to me is obviously Trump is not Trump is an, is a non-starter there. I can't vote for Trump. And he said, and Gary Johnson never gave me a good reason to vote for him. Right. 
I didn't, he didn't believe that Gary Johnson was competent enough. And to me, I liked that because it showed that my friend, that's, that's an, that's an actual principled Republican who was like, I am the, the, the office must be maintained even if it's not the person I don't like. And when no one else is even competent, I must vote for the competent person. And there are too many people who I feel like now when I see people trashing Trump, it's like, like comparing it to the LeBron thing. It's like, yes, when I saw LeBron score, you know, 49 points against the Detroit Pistons at 21 years old or whatever, I knew we were watching something unbelievable. Just like when I saw Trump introduce his campaign with racist language, I thought when he called Mexicans rapists, it was over then. Yeah. And when he called McCain, uh, this is the truth. When he said McCain wasn't a hero, I actually got de- like sad because I said, well, that's it for Trump. How many moments of like that do you think you had until and what was, the moment, McCain- where, what was the moment where you said it's, it's not going to stop? <laughs> No, after McCain, only because of how Republicans have always revered or pretended to revere, or I guess they revere the military when they're attacking Democrats, but when it's Republican on Republican crime, they don't care as much. Right. That when McCain, when he survived the McCain thing, and a lot of Republicans sort of lingered with him, waiting to kind of see the poll numbers before they would condemn or ride or die with him. That's when I knew all the other stuff attacking the, the Muslim parents Pussy that, atta- you know, put, no, I, I be, like, because it didn't. Well, the it, military does carry weight and John McCain. That's what I'm saying. The McCain thing he's to me. So, yeah, that's that's big. That's what I mean. The McCain thing was just like, wait a second. The the Republicans, enough Republicans are OK with a guy who never served shitting on a guy who was in a prison camp for five years they're okay and among those people that never condemned it john mccain right (laughs) like and i know mccain it's not soldierly to be like you know but you you talking shit about my service i am he can't he can't come out and be like i am a hero but i mccain to me should have come out and said fuck you and your bitch yeah yeah like you're gonna talk like i'm not saying i'm a hero but this is for everybody that served, for everybody who is in those prison camps with me. You can go, you can step outside with me, yeah. right now. Yeah, I can't. That's what my, you can I can't do. even raise my arms up, but I can whoop your ass. And the same thing goes for Ted Cruz. When right. Ted Cruz well, is, yeah, as, you talk shit Ted about Cruz, my wife. You can tell that's my what I'm father, saying. Ted Cruz and my father helped, helped my wife Kennedy, and my father. And you talk shit about my wife. You talk shit about my wife. We're fighting. It's pretty. It's that's not and even a and I'm not even saying that. I don't. Say, I say that as a non-fighter, as a non-tough guy. You talk about my father and my wife. Yeah, we're ste- like we're stepping outside because that's necessary. Right, that's not right. because I'm a fighter. Right. It's like you will not you will not talk that shit. You talk talk shit about me. We don't have to fight. Yeah, because right. I'm no fight. But like I'm going, and he just kind of. Eh. And then the sad thing is at the convention, Ted yeah, Cruz actually got up. Your father was involved with with the JFK assassination. With the, not even JFK assassination. Your father was involved with the dictatorships of Haiti. You know, what do you, what you got? You got to, uh, now we right. got to fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And he, uh, yeah, it was just, it's, it's, I think. And when, when I saw them kind of, they were so desperate to win that they, and I, the problem here is that now Trump 
is sort of unifying every sane person. But the truth is, and I mean this on the left and the right, if you were, if you were either uh, Hillary and Trump were the same, or if you let Trump do this until this uh, be Trump until this point without speaking out forcefully, fuck off. Yeah, I'm at. And that, I mean I'm that on that both sides too. I've been, I've, I've been against, I've been against. Uh, second party, uh, third party candidate people for a long time now. I've been against Bernie Bros for the longest time now. I've been against Joe Stein people for the longest time. And don't now. forget Bernie Bros. Yeah. There's Bernie Bros out there as well. Yeah, yeah. Bernie, <laughs> Bernie Bros. Killer Mike. I've been against. Uh, it's, I'm at the point where you're a Trump voter. I don't want to know you. I've I reached that state. I like I don't I don't want to know you. I don't I don't want. And I know quite a few. Of them. I see them all the time. Like I don't I don't want to know you. Just you know, you know somebody passing high and by. Like, I'm not going to talk to you. And I've started unfriending because I don't do the wrong with you. I don't do the unfollow stuff. I just if I get to a point, I unfriend you because there's no re- I, like comedy is full of uh, warriors who will quietly unfriend unfollow you because they don't they don't want anything uncomfortable. But I then we'll unfri- act. I just unfriend you. I don't. Right. That's <laughs> that's you, what bye. I've started doing. <laughs> Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> I unfriend people all the time. But, yeah, the unfollow is the is the is the pussy way out. I mean, it is yeah, that's it the is. third that's the third party vote, and yeah. that's the thing about people who voted for the third party. Those I think a lot of on the left wanted to have their their uh their purity and ability to complain and eat it too. Yeah, so they yeah. could say, assuming Hillary would get voted in, uh, well, you know what, I, I didn't. didn't I'm an independent. I didn't yeah. vote for her, so yeah. I'm I'm I maintain. No, you didn't vote. Most of those people, I think, were like. If you really if the result of you voting for Jill Stein or Gary Johnson was a Trump presidency, that's the question that people should have been asking themselves. Like, am I willing to have Trump be president? Not am I voting for someone else so that I can even. And that's why I bring up my friend in New York who did not like Hillary Clinton. His vote didn't mean anything in, in statistical sense, but he didn't want his vote. He to wanted his vote. Him, to, yeah. He wanted his vote to be for his choice, given the options for president, not a calculation, not a, I can vote for Gary Johnson. So I can tell people I never voted for Hillary Clinton. He voted as if his vote mattered. Yeah. And that's why he voted for Hillary Clinton. And the, 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 the come to Jesus moment that the country's had, a lot of people in this country are having is embarrassing because what he's been a he, okay so in may of 2015 or whenever he announced he was an awful human being a piece of shit with racist a racist past and no consideration for or respect for women okay then we fast forward to uh megan kelly no respect for women no respect for this or that doesn't know what he's talking about on policy moving forward we get like and you get to every moment of this campaign he has been a piece and, and presidency. He has been a vile piece of shit. He has been a stupid person. He has been incompetent. Uh, he has been uh, emotionally unstable. He has been a racist. And then finally, it's like, who knew? Who knew over two years later, he would be an unstable racist piece of shit? That's my problem with the, with the Jimmy Fallon's of the world. And I keep pointing the finger at Jimmy Fallon. So you bring this guy on your on your on your television show, and you tossle his hair, and you make him look like a normal human being. In the meantime, 
your friends who are in your band are 15 feet away from you on your left. This guy has always been a racist. This guy took out an ad in a paper condemning five young black men to death for a crime they didn't do and never apologized for it. Oh, oh not only that, because and I'll be I'll be honest. I know there's a lot of tension there. And, and there's a lot of history, like that book I just read about Thurgood Marshall, Devil in the Grove. Right. You know, there is a rich history in this country of uh, accusations against black men uh, for rape. Doesn't right. mean black men don't rape. Don't but rape. obviously there there is yeah. a rich yeah. racist history of using that as a weapon. But that was a as somebody who was obviously in New York and a kid. Then I remember that right. even as a kid. And it was a horrible crime that occurred. This wasn't a woman fake claim no, no, no. this she was, was raped she this was horribly raped them. and so i understand there being tension and there being issues but what is re what really but stands you don't out, apologize and say you were wrong for saying that about them later exactly when they were exonerated, exonerated you doubled down and he's on, on the campaign he's on the campaign saying he doesn't believe it and still like that's what a sign both racially and character that this is somebody who, when presented with facts, does not even apologize, does not even admit to forget apology, won't admit that he was wrong about, you know, basically trying to take out a bounty yeah. and bring back the death penalty for New York for these guys, won't even backtrack on that, won't even say I was wrong, let alone, hey, young men, I am I am sorry. Uh, you know, a decent human being, let's say a decent human being with billions of dollars. Who, who learns that he is wrong. You could be very passionate. Maybe you're like, I have a daughter and it hit me very strongly, the heinous nature of this crime. And I trust that the police did good work. Right, then you right, find right. out false. Then you know what somebody with a billion dollars would do? If, 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 if that were me, hey, here's a scholarship fund for your kids. Right. That's my, because, because I was wrong and I hope you'll accept this apology. And I want to show that I am willing to change and I'm willing to take in new information and I hope my words didn't hurt you. Here's my way of making amends. I hope we can move on. This is my token gesture to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and you're, that, you're, you're a decent human being. It's, it's not even, it's, but imagine, it's imagine if you can't imagine him doing that because we know who he is, he but imagine he, imagine he had done that. How, what a bind that would have put, you know, his liberal enemies and people of color in. And I mean that in a serious, because, you know, some people could say, oh, you're trying to bribe now. But others would say, wow, that's a gesture I did not see coming. Well, that would show growth as a human being. You're like, well, right. he, he's grown some. Maybe he can grow in other, in other areas. Maybe he but can of grow course, in other areas. But of then course, you his alt-right base the, would not have liked that. Yeah, but then you have the Fallons of the world. You know, you brought this guy on and then flash forward to Monday and Fallon is now on the air crying about what happened in Charlottesville and crying about the president's reaction to it and now wanting to rise up against the president. Like, I mean, I guess, okay. Here's my, how about this? Here's, here's fine, a question. But you were already, he was already a racist then when you brought him on. He already was. What, what, there's no real difference now. <laughs> there's no difference. There's a firestorm now. That's about it that he started. But other than that, there's no difference now. Here's my question on this. I don't know if you recall, but I believe it was in Kansas earlier this year or late last year when some crazy Trump type guy asked. There were two. It was it, there were two uh, Indian American. They might have been immigrants, that, but I think they were Indian, Indian Americans or Indians who are you know 
you know, legally here and working in Kansas, like as, as software engineers or something. And a guy walked into a bar and this was on the front of, of many papers for a few days. A guy walked into a bar and, you know, it was basically like a get out of my country. And he shot two of them. One died. And he also shot a guy who tried to intervene. Mm-hmm. And this was front page news on the Times for a while. And I'm looking at this going, well, what about that? Like, in other words, and I'm not going to make the it was a white woman that died. I don't I honestly don't think that's a big deal right now because you had just such an overwhelming, obvious display of hate. Right, right. So I don't think it's like, oh, if a black if if a black man had been run over by the car, I in this case, I think it would have been treated the same way because the big news here was not the victim. The big news was this monstrous display of hate spurred on by Trump. But I'm looking at that that. There was nothing really different about what had happened in Kansas many months ago when when a guy it might have been two guys. It was two. One guys. of the. It was two. Like guys. one, but no, no, it was two guys. But I think two. There were three victims, and one of the two intended targets yeah. I think survived. But then the the guy who stepped in, I think, died as well as one of the intended targets for you know being in the wrong country. Even though, nope, not you know here legally working living family and that to me what about then where were the there were no tears then because it was like oh that's a shame but you can't connect it well now you have trump thing is that he's always it's he's always been this person and this situation has pretty much always been here it's just you've always looked away from it i liken it to i remember after the election when everybody kept saying uh, Thanksgiving dinner is going to be so tough. Thanksgiving dinner is going to be so tough. I was like, not for me, because my family's right. all on the same page. Going to be tough for you, you know, because you've been ignoring everybody in your family. You've just been letting them talk any kind of way they want all these years. Now you're stuck, okay? Because now it's going to now it's going to come out. It's been oh, like I have, this for I have you. the TV on I have the TV on mute, but there's actually a thing on CNN saying the Central Park Five react to Trump's remarks. Yeah, I would. You got to go and ask them. <laughs> you got you better go ask them. But I said on Twitter and Facebook a couple of days ago, I said, "Can son-in-law Jared become the, the the Jewish version of Uncle Tom?" I wonder what that would be called. No, I said literally. Uncle Chaim. Like you? No, I said no. You don't call. You say. Man, you're being a real son-in-law, Jared, right now. There you, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I get it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like <laughs> I was thinking literally son-in-law. Like, what do you call him? <laughs> how 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 shitty are you? Like, what are you doing, well, Ivanka a, and Jared? A kept, like, and I, a kept woman of of any other race, you can now call in Elaine Chow, <laughs> who stood her ass up there at the press conference yesterday and said. Uh, Somebody asked her, you know, he's going after your husband. She's black. I, she said, I support both my men. Oh, Mitch. She As, and th- said isn't that. that the, isn't that the term for male bitch that Kevin Hart did on The Real House, right. house like right. Husbands of Hollywood, a Mitch? Right. Like, that's what I think of now when I think of Mitch McConnell, not she that that's his that. name. She, I, support, I support both my men. <laughs> After that fucking train wreck of a of a press conference, that everybody seemed shocked that it would happen. Like I just read a thing today where they said that, you know, those staffers in the White House were blindsided because he said out loud the things he said in private. Like, you're you know he was saying these things in private, and you're still a staffer in the White House. No, and it's this, this idea, <laughs> this idea that it's become normal to be like, 
my God, the president spoke off the cuff. What the fuck is he? Is he? Is he? I mean, I know, I know he is, but it's like, what is? What is he? King Kong in chains? Yeah. Like this is the president. He should be able to speak without destroying markets and upsetting communities and you know fucking up the country. Like it shouldn't be shocking when a grown man who's been elected president of the United States speaks <laughs> without prepared remarks right. or without the team vetting what he's going to say. It's 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 the, the the expectations are so beyond low for this fucking moron and monster that it's it's like it's really embarrassing and it's because if you say to people like even the premise of like well the the president's spoke off the cuff and it shocked his staff okay then he shouldn't be president and they shouldn't be staff right like what right. what what are we talking about here we're, we're acting I don't like think you should be staff if you if you want to tell me that the things that he says upset you because he said them out loud and didn't say them to you in private they didn't upset you when he said them in private they didn't upset you then when he was saying these things they should have i would think they yeah. would I would think they would because they're some pretty shocking shit, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, and imagine when he, I mean, I just finished this book, uh, devil's bargain. It's like a New York times bestseller mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a quick read, but it's about Bannon. And, and of course it's one of those things I've, I made a joke on Facebook, but I meant it. I said, Steve Bannon in a bit of tragic irony is probably the most honest president we've ever had <laughs> because he ran on hate race, um, a little bit of populism. And he is trying to like, I am saying just in terms of obviously objectively, not the substance of what he's advocating, but he ran on hate. He ran on, on populism and he has been trying to guide Trump to basically govern with hate, with race, and with some populism and some some infrastructure and Trump is so incompetent, he can't even implement that. But what I find so funny is that Trump doesn't know who to listen to because he wants to be popular. And I feel like Bannon's thing is like, uh, well, uh, I got you elected and I'm trying to respond to the people who elected you, which is how government should work. It's just not supposed to work that a hateful piece of shit gets elected. Like this guy is basically George Wallace, but with less governing experience. Like at least George Wallace had, had been a governor. Had actually been involved in like, government. As, and I that when Trump got elected, I said, I guess the problem with George Wallace was that he had experience because that's what you basically got. You've got a guy running, you know, I'm, when's Trump, you know, segregation today, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. I mean, that's, that's basically, what he ran as he basically as a, as a, as a George Wallace Republican and got elected. Wallace couldn't get elected. So tell me we've made progress. Right. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, we have made progress. Just the progress has not been in the direction that, um, sane minded people would want. And the sad thing is I saw somebody post something. There's a lot of provocative people posting things, but about you know the when you equate Black Lives Matter with with the alt right and these white power marches, what this is that's that's stupid, just off the bat. But what this really is to me is 
people ignore the fact that this is a response to Barack Obama, not right. Barack Obama, how he governed, right. not right. his policies, right. but right. the man, no, the black skin. This this is the response to him. Right. And I think it helped. I think it helped that you had a woman who there has been a multi-decade uh, uh, conspiracy against her to tarnish her, to damage her. And and she gives plenty of reasons to, but not she is not the boogeyman that people. If she were a man, she would be president right now. And I think that it helped. But you know, you had the boogeyman of Barack Obama, but then, you know, all these people were feeling very disillusioned and lost. And the answer is definitely not a lady. I need to get back. I need to get back to my to home base. Like I need to first recharge with full on whiteness. Well, don't forget before I make before I try that. something different again. Don't forget that black people are 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 standing up for themselves. Gay people standing up for themselves. Uh, women starting to stand up for themselves. Can't have any of this. Can't have any of this. You know what yeah. I mean? This is had and there's only one thing that can save us from all of this, and this is. The reassertion of the whiteness, of whiteness as the power structure. We have to reassert the whiteness power structure. We have to. Because if not, we're going to lose something. Now you sound like a, a fucking comedian standing around complaining about diversity. You know, right. which which you and I and, and Chris and many others have been hearing now. All this shit goes together. That's what people don't seem to get. Kaepernick, people complaining about diversity... Uh, bathrooms it's all the same it all goes together it all goes together all these right, people jumping up jumping up and down and complaining about losing stuff wanting to take the country back but can't actually answer seem to answer well take it back to when and take it back from whom they can't answer that question you know but and right. then if you say so you want to take it back to just to whiteness right no 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 it has nothing at all to do with that of course it does no, no, no. There's nothing all to do with that. Well, now you can't Ob say that anymore because we see it. Obama basically governed, you know, like George H.W. Bush. Right. You know what I mean? With a few exceptions, but that's kind of how he governed, like a like an old time moderate Republican, except, you know, on social issues was a little you know, more progressive. But it was people forget it was still Joe Biden who kind of jump started the administration's support of gay marriage. Well, I'm, convinced, I'm convinced of that because Obama Obama, and Obama's handlers wanted to keep him as neutral on everything as they possibly can because being the first black guy, you can't be the one to come of course. and say and, and the obvious thing is that of course he can because they're going to hate him anyway. And that's the right. miscalculation that – and I, I – Put that directly at Obama. That's the miscalculation Obama has been making all these times, and he's still making. He believed it. in his mandate, which right. he did have. He also believes that, that ultimately these people will work with me. Right. Ultimately, they will. And that's one of the reasons why I was excited to vote for Hillary Clinton because I said, you know, and as you see how Bernie talks, right. Bernie probably is starting to believe a little bit of the Obama hype. Like I have huge rallies. I'm popular. They'll they'll turn around. They'll come. They'll come to me. And Hillary Clinton was going to go in with the these people are shit. Right. Like I'll smile. I'll shake hands. But what they did to me and my husband. Right. When the doors are closed, they can go fuck themselves. So I'm not trying to make friends with with people who are my sworn enemies. Right. Right. Um, and that at least that's why I want like. I don't, it's just to me, 
And we're now, what's hilarious about this is all while this is going on, Robert Mueller yeah, is digging into the Russian ties and collusion. Together. He's bringing in certain people, certain lawyers, leaving million-dollar jobs to go work for him. And what I find interesting about that, I said, Trump is already the worst president in U.S. history. Russia could end up just being running up. It could be, you know, running up the score. You know, now he's Will Chamberlain going for 100 points of bullshit. Right, right. And the... I, I, what bothers me about that is if not only is, it, is if this administration is the worst in history, but if then you compound that with it was unjustly put in place, what still bothers me, and this is this is my my lawyer my lawyer hat, Neil Gorsuch has no place, I know, no place, and it bothers me not because it's such an injustice to to the country, to the court, to Merrick Garland, but it bothers me because. The only people who really cared were the people who wanted a pro-life justice. Like the far right recognizes the power of the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. The left takes it for granted. Like that's yeah, that is one of the branches of government. You don't take the presidency for granted. Well, some people do, obviously, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you don't treat that like well, whatever. But people somehow treat the Supreme Court like well, whatever. Like. No, once they stole that seat from your president, that should that should have been enough. That should have been enough to say, nope. Once you start fucking with the very structure of the government and start uh, 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 imposing your will on a co-equal branch of the government against the people's will and against how the Constitution prescribes that the president is supposed to fill that, when you start making up fake rules about uh, – you don't fill a vacancy in the last year. That vacancy was open for 11 months of, of Barack Obama's presidency, not for 11 weeks, 11 months. They went an entire term hearing cases, missing a justice that could have been easily filled and should have been filled when the country didn't look at that and go, wait, that is a non-starter. That is that disqualifies the Republicans. I'll do you because, one more. I'll do you one better. It disqualifies a Democratic Party who should have then had all stop on everything and who should have stood up and said loudly, firmly, and longly, you know, that this has to happen. This has to but, happen. You but I think it maybe maybe this maybe this is a poll maybe this is a poll testing issue because I know Hillary Clinton mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I remember her but they probably tested and they were probably correct. I don't I would care have been, about testing. No no no, no but what I'm saying is right. No, of course, and then you lose. You 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 get another moral victory, which, as I like to say, a moral victory is by definition a loss. Yeah, it's a loss. <laughs> um, and with 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 Hillary Clinton, I think they probably tested and said, "Our people don't care about the Supreme Court," yeah. and that to me is a problem beyond. As I've always said, I don't blame Hillary Clinton for Donald Trump. I blame the American people, people for right. Donald Trump. That's what I keep saying. I think you and I both have talked about that. That when they keep saying, "Oh, Hillary Clinton," she didn't. I'm saying this is not an indictment of Hillary Clinton. This is an indictment of the American people. I don't care how bad a campaign she ran. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Look at what the choice was. Slightly borrowing a joke from Mike Payne, his Tommy Morrison joke. Yeah. <laughs> I said the choice, the choice in this election was, and this is from a cynical non-Hillary fan point of view. This is not how I would describe it, but the choice was, a, uh, a a boring salad with some ingredients you don't like and a cup of AIDS. <laughs> and America's, 
America said, well, I've never had AIDS. Yeah, so let's give it a shot. I need to lose some weight. <laughs> and it's, I, I just, but to me, it just shows that we are a dumb country because to me, how the Supreme Court, I'm still bothered by that. Like to me, that should have been an, a disqualifier for the Republican Party for for 2016. Wait, except people care now about politics the way they care about a sports team or a religion. That's your team. That's your faith. That's what you do. You squeeze and crush facts to fit what your ideology or your team is. You know, like. When a, when a player on your team does a nasty hit on a quarterback, you get up and cheer. But if it was against your team, you'd be like, that's illegal. That was a headhunt. How could he do that? And that's how politics is now. No matter how dirty, it's, 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 it's all good if it's for your yeah, team. Yeah, it's for your side. But you never – the problem is you never see it to the degree. And I, that's the false equivalency when people say it's on both sides. This Trump comment is the epitome, is the, the, the pinnacle of the bullshit – both sides do it right. like he just made the greatest bullshit both sides do it argument but they the republicans have been doing that for a while there is no equivalent to what happened to merrick garland on the left there is no equivalent there is no we will fuck over one branch of government for the first time in history yeah there's 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 a false equivalency thing all the time they always do that it, the, the, it's both sides. It's not both sides. Trump, Trump just did it, you know, talking about Charlottesville. It's not both sides. There's never a both sides. You know what I mean? There aren't two sides. There's just not. You well, know what I mean? And the po- politicians are obvious. I mean, they're obviously whores to a certain extent. And I don't want to be one of those people who's like, I think all politicians are terrible. But obvi- but but to me, John Kasich. You know, and the danger here is Kasich's a fairly conservative guy, but he has a heart and he I think he has some moral compass. Mm -hmm. And. But now you will, as people say, normalize now what's going to happen for the Republican Party is that conservatives who didn't suck Trump's dick are going to now look like statesmen and centrists, even though they're far right, like a guy like John Kasich, you know, he, I think he deserves credit for never, never joining in with Trump at all. Never condemned him, spoke out against, you know, the repeal of Obamacare. Like he did certain things that a decent man should do above politics. Right. But at the same time, he would, you know, but then you get to the point where for everybody who thinks this is going to lead to like, you know, Bernie Sanders and Susan Sarandon occupying the White House in 2020, don't don't be fooled and think that now this makes Mike Pence and Kasich to a, now Kasich is not out there cheerleading the president. So he deserves credit for being one of the few guys who from, from jump has been like, Nope, can't get down with this guy. Huge mistake, American people, but you are going to make hard conservatives who at least conduct themselves with some level of dignity look like palatable, good for America people. But so anybody who thinks that this is going to lead immediately to some sort of liberal rush utopia is fucking fooling themselves. Yeah, it's, it's not. Cause look what, look what it took for like the one party, one of the two major parties to finally like in large measure condemn him. It took him basically, uh, you know, 
supporting the KKK for them to go. They still really haven't condemned him. Well, no, Paul Ryan does it in general. Paul Ryan will say, we must always condemn hate groups and the KKK and white supremacy. But he doesn't. He doesn't say Donald Trump is wrong. Yeah, which Donald is, Trump's. Well, he's not going to do that because he's too interested in passing his agenda. All he cares about is his agenda, which is uh, Paul, Paul Ryan. As much as I hate, over, you know. as much as I really hate Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell's got stones. Like he's got no shame, and he's got stones. Whereas Paul Ryan has no shame, but he's also a fucking coward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's he is. he's the worst of all worlds. <laughs> yeah, he definitely he definitely is. He he's very cowardly. He's very cowardly. And I look at these people and I want to say, you know, I I I'm not shy about shitting on things and people in comedy. Um, and that you know, I'm in no position of power. I just figure, eh, I'm going to say what I say. These people could be millionaires for the rest of their life. Right. They could go work for law firms. They could be lobbyists. They could do their, their families will not starve because of the connections that they've made. And yet they're so desperate to hang on to power and the life that they, that they, they sacrifice every ounce of integrity. I don't think that you, I don't think you can sacrifice what you never had. I don't think they ever had. Any, right. Right. They never had any integrity. Sure. I, that's how I think that they they came into the job integrity integrity less, you know. Right. I don't have any integrity. That's that's Barack Obama is such a man of high principle and high integrity that he he for whatever reason sees others as having that. You got to have some sort of integrity. You're in this job, right? No, <laughs> that's this is the that's the disadvantage of having somebody who hadn't been involved in politics that long to not be able to realize. No, everybody here's kind of a piece of shit, and I'm never one of these people who's like. All politicians are pieces of shit, you know, but all right. politicians know how to play that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to know how to play that game. And I don't think Obama knew how to play that game. I think he wanted things. He was just like, this is a good thing and this is what we'll do because it's good for the American people. And they were like, no, we hate you, nigger. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was think like, that's, what? That's, even though I gave, I gave money to Bernie and I gave money to Hillary, but I voted for Hillary without question because – Bernie, he may be old and he may have years in the Senate, but this dude isn't like a, a wheeling dealing ma- maker of, you know, he's not a deal making no, uh, legislator extraordinaire. He's, he's a guy who stands on his high horse, refuses to join the Democratic Party so he can continue to be, you know, Mr. Principal. But there's nothing there's nothing significant attached to his career. So I think despite you could say, hey, he's been a, a rep and a, and a senator for, you know, X number of years. But he's not going to – it's not much different than Obama, despite many more years, because he's been there as like, you know, his progressive protest vote symbol of integrity. Right. But it, you know what? At this point, I want somebody who's, who's twisted arms. Who's, like the, yeah. the chick that I hate how she gets trashed, and not just because I think she looks incredible for 77. Nobody ever says that, and I know maybe that seems inappropriate because she's – old enough to be, a, you know, my grandmother, Your grandmother yeah. Nancy Pelosi. Right. Right. People shit on her, but that bitch raises money. That chick got Obamacare through. Yeah. Like people don't, I, I feel like she does not get, because other than Hillary Clinton, there's no more sort of, you know, she was the first female speaker of the house, which is the highest, the third highest third ranking highest person in government. So she, when you look at that way, she has, she is the highest ranking woman 
in U.S. American political history. Yeah, U.S. American, that's redundant. U.S. political history. And, you know, but she's from San Francisco and right. she's got money. So you trash her. But like, to me, I, I think that's, you know, obviously you can't, a 77 year old woman is not going to be elected and she's too divisive once again. Um, well, you but, see what they're doing to any, any woman of any type of substance, yes. even the people on the left, you got to go after a Kamala Harris. Now they're going after her. Right. See, Kamala Harris, the reason I wouldn't vote for her is because I think we're making the same mistake. And now this is about being tactical. We Democrats seem to like the shiny new object who says all the right things, who is kind of free to just make their own legacy. And this is nothing against Obama. But if I could redo my vote for 2008, I'm not going to I might have. And it sounds weird saying this. Like, if you could tell me that Obama would become president in 2016 mm-hmm. and that Hillary would and that Hillary would get two terms starting in 2008, I would take that deal regardless of what happened with Trump, because I feel like in 2008, when we had Congress, when the Democrats had Congress, I think it would have been better for that two-year period to have a seasoned politician who knew exactly what she was up against. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I I know that's sacrilegious to be like, but I'm not saying get rid of Obama, saying if I could have switched, you know, run the tactics. Yeah. And, and I, I just, I think we, Democrats seem to be, you know, now we want Elizabeth Warren. Like now is anybody who's ever accomplished anything going to be able to be the nominee for, for the Democrats anymore? Or or does it have to be the third year Senator who's cool? You hear pundits saying this shit all the time, you know, uh, well, the Democrats don't have anybody who's a titular head. Part of my problem with that is that no one ever says, you know, we have Barack Obama who could be the titular head of the Democratic Party. He's right there. He's a right. young man. He's not much older than us. He's a young man. Uh, his kids are gone and off to school. There's a lot of shit he can do now. You know what I mean? Part of that is yep. that thing of he's still, and this is Obama being Obama again, he's still of that mindset of, well, you know, former presidents don't say anything about current presidents. He said. That shit's passed, man. <laughs> all those, yeah, like all Dick, those Dick previous rules are done. shitting on you. Yeah, all those previous rules and are I done. And I think, I think Donald Trump, unless he dies, uh, will have very little problem tweeting all sorts of insults. Right. Because because Obama really has, and and the thing is, Obama need not say anything, but Obama really has maintained a very and he's getting to enjoy his family. Yes, that's true. And that's true. Get out of my face with how much Bernie bros, how much money he's making with yeah. his books. Let him make all fuck the money. Off with that bullshit, <laughs> the, the the new anti nigger law that they that they came up with, the Bernie bros. Now we can't make any money. Fuck out of here, man. Fuck out of here. Oh, it's not it racist. Look good. Isn't it weird that all these little things shit. seem to apply to shit. the black guy? Isn't that odd? Yeah. All these little odd things that y'all want to start talking about now all seem to apply to the black guy. Isn't that kind of weird that now presidents can't go make money? Hmm. Well, Isn't you know, no, but that's you know what that really is. Fuck that's jealousy. That's yeah. jealousy. Yeah. Because nobody would have said anything. Like Bill Clinton got a big deal. Obviously, it wasn't as big as the Obamas. But Bill Clinton got a big deal, but it wasn't, you know, I'm sure some people complained, but not like this. But then because Obama is, these are going to be, you know, 
basically two to three massive bestsellers, yeah. <laughs> they got big money. They got big money. Complaining about Michelle Obama making $500,000 for a speaking fee. I'm like, you lucky I'm not her rep because my asking price would be a million <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> a yep. million bucks. And, that's, and, and that's Michelle Obama's – so all, all these little rules that the left seems to want to apply – it's I I just find it odd that they all seem to apply to the black to the black people all of a sudden yeah. now. And if you say to them, they'll say, No, it has nothing at all to do with it. I'm like, it does. It might for you subconsciously or unconsciously, but it does. Yep. It does. And if you can't see that, you're full of shit. You're, full you're of asleep. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you are dead sleep. <laughs> and I'm um, gonna wake your bitch ass up. But I, I think, and that's what I, I think my problem now, see, but I'm a practical, I want to win. I would like some, I would like a Democrat in there. So, of course, but my primary votes from here on out will be of a practical nature because I will, I will support the candidate I want in office. And if it's, you know, hypothetically, if it's Kamala Harris with, you know, three years in the Senate versus Trump, you know who I'm voting for. Right, right. But, but in the primary, I, I'm still a big believer in somebody who's governed, somebody who can get things done, somebody with experience. Like, this is a job. And America, I feel like, needs to grow the fuck up yeah. and be like, we, and, and that includes the Democrats. That includes, like, these purity tests and these, yes, well, you know what? If somebody's governed for 20 years, if they've been a senator for, four, for three terms or they've been a representative for 20 years, they're going to have a record and they're not going to have a perfect record because they will have made deals and compromises to get things done. But this idea that you need some sort of Christ-like figure without sin to run for president, well, then you're going to, you're, and Obama, the thing about Obama is he is such a rarity because he was not an experienced person, but, but he had the traits of a person you want leading. He composure, empathy, Intellect, yeah, I mean, uh, a curiosity, a curiosity to learn, not just smart, but somebody who wants to learn wants and wants to, to be well right. versed on the issues and make right. good decisions. So, and so you, you, you kind of won the lottery. You took a chance on an inexperienced guy, but he had all the other measures. But this idea that now every time somebody, you know, in their whether it's Elizabeth Warren, you know, or or then it becomes Kamala Harris, like I want experience. Not because I think I need somebody with experience. I want somebody who knows what they're doing. I want somebody who understands the system because we're not going to have a, the French revolution in the streets. Right. Like we're going to have this government and I want somebody who can work this government best. And that's why I like Hillary Clinton because I thought she would do a good job. I thought given her limitations with Congress, I thought she had the right temperament, experience and knowledge and she's a super smart person. And even people on Obama's cabinet who didn't like her during the campaign in 2008, when she came aboard, they spoke very highly of just her, that she was, you know, the last person in the room with Obama, that he trusted her intellect, her decision making. And, you know, they didn't always agree, but like she, they, they really respected her work ethic. And she's, it's just, the, the Trump thing at this point, it's like, I don't, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it at this point. I like, I, and I don't care if you're like now coming out against him. Like, if this is the first time, you're already lost. Like, you're already, you're, you're useless. Like, well, did, if, if know, this is what the, it took. Did you see the things where they were saying all the the different Fox pundits who were uh, 
shockingly coming out against his speech yesterday. Right. Uh, you know, all these Fox punch. One, we know Cat Tempf, all these. But like, it doesn't, none of that matters to me. First of all, the guy, the guy has always been a racist. How do I know that? Because he based his campaign on being a birther. And if you are a birther, you are a racist. That's how it goes. Okay. So you've known this about him all this time. You've oh, I'm sorry. Can I can I give you an up, a news update, a breaking it? news update? Cone, the economic advisor from Goldman Sachs. Yeah, I forget his. I get Steve. Is it Stephen Cone? I forget his Steven. first name. I think it's Stephen. But he. Uh, he walked. No, he said he's enraged over Trump's remarks. Now, oh, well, thank to me, you. thank right, you, Stephen. This is the one that got you mad. To me. I, this this government should collapse, and I don't yeah. mean the government like like I said, French Revolution fire in the streets. I'm not talking that, but I'm if you're in this administration, right. if you're Rex, if you're Rex Tillerson, okay, fine, you're a lifelong Republican, and maybe you thought, and I'm not I'm not going to condemn everybody who took a position in the Trump. There are generals who probably don't like Trump, but who thought duty. Come on, man, and I can John, bring. You saw John Kelly's face. Right. And I'm saying, like, I can bring something to this. Like, it's my duty as right. somebody who loves this country. Like, I'm going to work for the president, but maybe I can also help this president not be a total fuck up. Like, right. I think that I think I don't think somebody who necessarily takes a job in the White House is a bad per- is because you might not just be doing it. You're, a lot of these people are giving up money and comfort. Yeah. And, and it, because maybe they think, hey. A chance to serve this country. A I chance think on to do those. Something. I think on those levels. But I just saw a thing like this girl Hope Hicks is going to take the communications job today. I'm like, right. oh, she's a piece of shit. <laughs> your job <laughs> is to but, go. But and like, your job is to go and craft his story and make it more palatable. Well, you're a piece of shit. Right. But I look at okay. So let's look at uh, like um, Rex Tillerson. Okay, CEO of Exxon. Pretty sure he's probably a hardcore Republican. Right. Loves oil. Loves Texas. Loves money, loves having low taxes, loves polluting the earth. But at in, the same in, time, in any order, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, why do you even want to fucking do this job at this point? He doesn't like, want the job. That's right. He, in an interview, said my wife, my wife convinced me to take the job, so I took the job. I just talk about that on stage. Imagine, but you are a, have you ever worked a have you ever worked a job that you didn't really want to be at? How hard did you ever work? You ever have sex with somebody you really didn't like? Didn't go all good, the did time. It. Didn't oh, go I, good, oh, that was rhetorical. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was rhetorical. <laughs> didn't go good, did it? None of the times. <laughs> Don't go. Good. No, I, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack. I think I have had sex in my life with people I really hated, and it was actually pretty good. But, you're, talking, uh, you're, talking, you know, you're talking about hate fucking. <laughs> that's a different thing. <laughs> that's a complete, no, and, that's and, a completely and full, different thing. Full disclosure, I've never hate fucked anybody because <laughs> I'm just not good enough at sex to compartmentalize into this. Is, I'm going to throw you some of that hate dick tonight. <laughs> nope, you get it's one service I provide. I am not versatile or good enough to just be like, you want some of this? What are you in the mood for? Some hate dick or some some, some fucking fun some dick tonight? Dick. You, want some, you want some loving dick? You want some hate dick? What you want? You want some tired dick? What you want? You want some? You want some on the back dick? What you want? <laughs> I got all this but, dick, baby. <laughs> but at this point, it makes me you know, and people forget he has yet to appoint any U.S. attorneys, right? Any right. of them? Like right. he he doesn't know what he Trump doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't want to do the job. It's all about his ego, and to me. At this point, if you are not 90 years old, if you're Rex Tillerson, you might have 20 more years to be in business. 
to retire, to have a nice life. How much longer do you want to associate your respectable life with this nightmare? Right. Like, how much longer do you want to be tainted? Because at some point, if you resign, you can save yourself. Because you can still leave. Uh, if, if you're a high-ranking person and you leave this administration, that can be still looked at as principle. Too yeah. little, too late for many people. But you know what? Hey, this is a chance of a lifetime to help, to, to to do service to the country, to try and guide well, a, you know, a Rex, new president. What Rex Tillerson can say is, look, I was out of the country a lot. <laughs> I'm back. I see. I can't do this. He could just say that. I was out of the country a lot. I, I was abroad. But, but then, then you get to the point where you say, you know, I, I don't know. It, well, oh, his, he, God, what did, his cabinet what did Ben Carson say? Oh, what did Ben oh, Carson Jesus say? Oh, no. oh, Jesus Christ. Good Lord. <laughs> good, uh, he, good Lord. He's, talk, he's talking about, uh, like, and I, I said this and I got into it. Some guy blocked me on Facebook. He wrote, like, keep the military out of your mouth. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, because what I wrote was, hey, uh, to all those black, the rec- arm, you know, armed services recruiting stations in black and brown neighborhoods, uh, your president hates you. Want to take a bullet for him? Exactly. That's exactly and, right. How do you make that pitch? How's and I'm not, making, I'm not making the – no, and of course you're making the do you want money for co- – I, I understand there's a transactional nature to it, that it's not, it's not all patriotism. It's – no. Hey, we'll pay for your college. Well, I get it. And it's a good, you know, for many people, it's a good deal. It's, it's helped a lot of people. I'm not like, I'm not tarnishing that. I'm asking this president who hates people of color, right? <laughs> who is in, who is incompetent. So you are not being guided by a sane person who has your best interests at heart. He's threatening countries left and right. So take all that into account. He doesn't like your kind. He also could put you in danger because of his ego, because he is not a real leader. Yeah, on a whim. Why would you, why <laughs> would you want to serve that person? But of course, it was a white Navy guy from upstate New York who, who was like, keep to your impressions and occasional decent jokes. And I was just like, and I, re- I replied to that measured, and then he blocked me. And then a comic from New Jersey who I need to get rid of because he's a, an absolute racist, he wrote, Oh, my response was that, oh, yes, but when Trump shits on minorities, they should definitely go fight for him. Mm-hmm. This guy from Jersey wrote, Trump shits on minorities, question mark. Oh, you're smarter than you're smarter than this pandering bullshit. And I was like, whoa. And I said this on my podcast this week. I said, wait a second. If we can't agree that Trump is a racist at this point. There's no meeting of the minds. We don't have to have interactions or conversations because we're not in a place where we can talk right. because you're not accepting what is basically to me fact. as clear as climate change and gravity. Yeah, you're not like you're fact. You're not accepting facts at this point because he's given you other than calling someone a nigger at a press conference. He he's given you all you need. He's given all you like unless that's what you need. Unless you need videotape of him, you know, in the Oval Office calling some guy who brings him coffee a useless nigger. Wouldn't be enough, though. Then, they'd make an excuse for it. No, Wouldn't but I'm enough. saying then, <laughs> you know, maybe then they'd be like, well, Trump's heard listening to rap music recently, and exactly. he thought he could say it. He thought he could say it. He was listening, <laughs> he was listening to their music. 
He's gotten into mumble rap recently. Yeah. Yeah. He was listening to Future. <laughs> Some no, but it's like, because to me, that's that's when I I just sort of said, you know what, we're we're at a place like, and 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 if your response to Trump is to still still run Obama some Obama bullshit through the month, like remember when Obama said radical Islamic terror? I don't either. And it's like, oh, but you know what he was doing? Uh, he was bombing a bunch of Muslims. Yeah, yeah he's bombing like, the fuck out of Muslims. Like, I'm not saying that's a good you know thing. That? Yeah, did you know? But that? I'm saying he, he he was too busy killing Muslims to say the right words. And I'm only using that in the, kind of in the conservative, jingoistic, jerk-off uh, language. Like, I'm not saying, oh, I'm happy he was killing Muslims. I'm just saying uh, actions speak louder than words. And for Trump, both his actions and his words are in cohesion, and he is down with the racist conservative wing. Right. And if you can't accept that, then we don't have to have a dialogue, and we don't have to come together as Americans. You need to be relegated to the fucking past. Well, it's not even that you don't have to. You can't have a dialogue with somebody right. who who is. That's where I'm at with people talk about Confederate flags. We need to have a we need to have a dialect with people to make them understand why Confederate why Confederate statues and Confederate flags shouldn't be there. I'm like, no, you go have it. There's no point in me having a dialogue with this person because their dialogue is based on a lie that they've been told for millions of years or however long this has been going on now. What three, two hundred fifty, two hundred years now? It was based on a lie. They bought into the lie, the blanket lie, and and there's no point in me having a dialogue with you on that. There's none. There's no point. Like you can go do it. I'll watch. I'll watch. Yeah, it's when I when it comes to to the conservative conservative uh, the Confederate flag and all that stuff. It's like you start to just go, uh, wait, wait a second, because now it becomes, and that's that's the thing. If I'm a Democrat, the Democrats need to take back patriotism because mm -hmm. the, the left and I know a lot of my friends aren't religious and whatnot but I remember feeling very conflicted with George Bush as president after 9-11 the fact that he kept invoking his Christianity and his and church and then I felt that it was it was his administration was running very disconnected from what Jesus would want right you know what I mean like and I and I I, I look at how the the right has sort of hijacked religion Cause, and and it's, it's led to a backlash that on the left, there's now like an anger in some corners against religion. And it, it, it to me, between patriotism and religion, the right, not only should they not have a stranglehold on those issues, but they don't deserve to have those issues because they, they don't conduct themselves. Like, in other words, when it comes to patriotism, you'll tell Colin Kaepernick, He's got to love this country. He's got to respect the people of this country. And then you will, in the same breath, say, don't take my Confederate flag from a bunch of slave owners who wanted to destroy the country right. and separate the country. Right, right. Don't, so in other that, words, Colin Kaepernick, a statue to these people Colin Kaepernick has to, has to honor the country while you honor someone who did the exact opposite of honoring the country. And the people of the country, I, it, it, it's it's that doesn't take a fucking. I'm not doing a, a beautiful mind mathematics to make that connection. Right. It's it's. I mean, I I laugh when I with with the Colin Kaepernick stuff because, and we've talked about this or texted about it. Like I'm not, you know. And I told my girlfriend's happy. She's like, because her one of her days off from work is Sunday. Well, there you go. So she's like, she's like, yay! Now I won't have to like say goodbye to you for six hours every <laughs> Sunday. 
but I can't, I can't in good conscience. And like I said, I'm not up here saying it's not like I'm taking away my dollars and like the NFL is going to suffer. This is for me. I'm not comfortable watching the NFL. Like when Roethlisberger had the rape allegations, I really like the Steelers. We're both Steeler fans. Yeah, we're both Steeler fans. But yeah. I, I threw out my Roethlisberger jersey. Yeah. Do I still root for him as the quarterback of my team? Yes. But could I walk around In a sporting his jersey? jersey? I wouldn't. And that's that's not to make a statement to anyone else. That's my personal comfort. Was like, come on, I'll just wear my Antonio Brown jersey. I don't. I don't. It's too that's, uncomfortable. That's exactly how I feel. It's just it's uncomfortable to me now. To and I think I told you it's 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 not the it's it's the thirty two owners are bad enough, okay, but the thing is that the everybody tying themselves up into knots to make it okay for the thirty two owners to blackball them, the media yep. fans, people we know, everybody just just telling me things that I know are categorically not true, and, and Levitard has said this, and I think it's a good point, and he didn't phrase it this way, but this is the gist of what he has said. Why is it Kaepernick needs to change? Right. He's right. Like right. he's right as an American, even if you don't think he's right on the issue, even though he to a certain extent is, if you don't, if you disagree with him on the issue, because to me, what I've said to people is, okay, when it started, it was Black Lives Matter. That was, that was the big issue. And that's what he was protesting. And he was, he, he quietly did it. And for the most part, he wore, he, you know, do I think wearing, you know, cops or pig socks was helpful? No. Like that's something I think was counterproductive. He's free to do it, but I don't think that, you know, that part of it, I would have said, let's stay on the positive. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's, let's make the message positive if we can, because that's the best way to help. But okay. Um, then it became about to me, somebody peacefully exercising their 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 right to speak in a way that is positive in, in in other words he's saying i want people of my skin color to have more opportunity and less violence i don't want them killed yeah. he's not saying that's the real message and to me it became more of a free speech thing and to, because when people say, you know, Skip Bayless, who I think Shannon Sharp is having a nice, nice effect on him yeah, well, as Shannon, far as this man, issue Jesus goes. Christ, that dude is doing he, it. Yeah, he's been great. Um, and to me, on this issue, like I, I think I read something by Skip Bayless that said, you know, if if every African American protested, the NFL would be forced to change. Like he wasn't was putting it my, on. I was telling my wife how you had said on opening day that like. 85% of the black players should say, we're not going to play. We're not going to give you your opening day. I said, that's the best. That to me. Yeah, no, I said, right, I said that like a couple months ago. 50% of the black players just. But with no notice. Opening with day. With no Listen, notice. I'm not playing. We're not going to. I will be back to play next Sunday. And but I will say, play goodbye, say goodbye. Monday, say goodbye to 500 million. Right. NFL, say goodbye to half a billion dollars this yeah, week. You don't get your if not day. more. And then, you don't get your TV. Yeah. You don't get your concessions. Yeah. You don't get your viewers. You don't get your tickets. You're going to have to refund all these tickets. Right. You don't. Can you imagine? And now, what would happen is you'd have talk about something that could actually start a civil war. As yeah. weird as that sounds, because then you'd be like these ungrateful fucking niggers. Yep. How can yep. you do? You fuck. You get paid so much money, and this is what you do. Yep. Fuck you. I'm done with the NFL. And then I'd be like, good, now I'm back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll watch now. <laughs> I'll watch because now. to me, and I think I said that, like I said on my podcast a couple of months ago, I said what would be, it would be amazing if 
half the league went to the stadium and then said, I'm not playing. Yeah. And you'd need star players to do it. I think it was, was Payne who said it was like, it'd be like Seinfeld. I choose not to run. <laughs> yeah. It, it would be amazing. not to run. Because, and, and then, but when people say black players, I say, I understand why you're saying that because yeah, it started gotta, as a black white issue. Players in on this. But not only do you need white players, to me, what's stopping Aaron Rodgers? I'm using his as an example because I know Tom Brady is, is like a Trump guy. Mm -hmm. But what's stopping Aaron Rodgers? Because I know some of these guys are country boys and they, they're Republicans and whatever. But what's stopping somebody from, like, you know, Northern California with his Hollywood girlfriend from saying, I love Green Bay. I've won a ring here. I have enough political capital. At least I believe I do. I should. Right. If you guys, if you guys can't back me to do something important, fuck you. Yeah. Right, like Green Bay. I've given my whole career. You have a you have a trophy because of me. I'm the best player, arguably, in your franchise history, and I'm doing something that I think is important. It doesn't have to just be black players because to me, this is an issue of a. It's a Black Lives Matter issue, but it's also a First Amendment issue, which is all Americans. That affect, like, it's, it's, it's bigger than that, what they've done to Colin Kaepernick. There's a racial component to it, but there's also, you know, one of our cherished, you know, ideals. And, and I like that, you know, Michael Bennett is going to sit. Them and I think Marshawn Lynch. Boys, man. You can't fuck with them. Do you know James Harrison said that any player on his team, he gonna go, he's going to go after him. Like, okay. Um, I mean, yeah, you're what, why, games. like, yeah. why, why, yeah. why the fuck, like, why? why are you being, why are you being a henchman that's what forcing I would, somebody, that's like, what I would ask him, why, and what makes you think that you get to do, so you come after me, what's that going to do? I'm still going to, and then let's to, get I'm you drug tested, let's get you drug tested, yeah. you, you steroid abusing HGH motherfucker. I'm still going, I'm still going to kneel, and, and my, here's my question, me, you're a monster, but it's not going to be that easy, so. Here's my, how about this, how about this as a question, just a hypothetical. Let's say, because it could happen, it probably won't, but let's say um, Antonio Brown has a younger brother who gets shot by the police. And then Antonio Brown has an awakening and says, <sighs> maybe he looks at it the other way. Maybe he says, I'll stand, and then white people will double applaud him for like putting country over family or something. But let's say he says, you know what? I was wrong. This is like, now I, now I get it. And it's it's sad that it took this much for me. And he says I'm sitting. You gonna go tackle him, James yeah. Harrison? You do something to him? <laughs> you gonna you gonna beat up the team's best player who who has a personal connection now, not just a theoretical yeah. one? Yeah. Um, like, I don't I don't understand it. And, and I get. You, and why would you think that you get to threaten somebody, another human being like that? Why would you think you get to do that? Right. Like you're exercising your right. I'm going to assault you. I'm going That's to a crime. assault you. That's a crime, yeah, that's James a crime, Harrison. Fool. You know, that's a crime, fool. But I don't <laughs> just like I taking just, them steroids. Uh, listen, <laughs> it's just it's very frustrating. And I just you know I'm not buying a Madden game. I mean, I have a PS4. I'll just wait till NBA 2K to update my sports games um, and to support white people. I get the hockey game. So there's you know that's fine. I mean, you, but you're like doing, you're doing for your white side, you're doing well. <laughs> but but I can't buy. I'm not going to buy the Madden game. I just feel like. You know, and like I said, the biggest financial hit will probably be my local bar. Like, I want you know, to buy a Kaepernick jersey. I just don't want the NFL to get any cut of the money. Right. You know, I'm like, oh, what I got? I got to go, go make one. <laughs> I mean, I guess buy a generic and just get it made. 
but and I just but to me the Charlottesville stuff was so I couldn't help but think of Kaepernick when this happened because he's because right. I'm he's saying been right he's exactly been, he's been the one who's right all this time right and I would say exactly who what country is he supposed to be honoring right now when when the president that's the problem is not only and here's my question. If some player gets up and says, this isn't about Black Lives Matter, I'm protesting Trump as the, the leader of this country. That's who I'm protesting. Is that okay? Yeah. Because it seems everybody's condemning him. So are you allowed to say, as long as he's president? Like if a player said, as long as Trump is president with his racist ideology, I'm not going to stand for the flag. This has nothing to do with the troops. Right. This yeah. is my protest of Donald Trump. Is that okay, or is that still disrespect? Because your point is to disrespect the president. So if you say it's disrespectful, it's like, yes, I'm not trying to disrespect you. I'm trying to disrespect the racist who doesn't respect me, also, who's running if, this country. If you're a, if you're Tom Brady's teammate, how are you looking at him in the locker room every day? This is. I think what happens is you look at your you you honestly probably look at your house and say. Wow, that motherfucker did help help I mean, build this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I guess. <laughs> right. But, some, but then, but then, at some point, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, "This guy does not have my best interests at heart at all." No, and, and it's, he will it's come one of those and, and he will come and smile in my face and want to shake hands with me, want to go out to eat, buy me a drink. Maybe he's been around me and my wife. He doesn't have my best interests at heart at all. He has no concept of what it means for my children or for me or for anybody. Just humanity. Now, the, the guy now has there, no there is a, Yeah, he helped me buy my There house, is a possibility, though. I, I would say there is a possibility since we're not in the locker room and these guys seem to be playing with him with no problem. There is always that chance that he had, you know, he is the leader of that team. It's certainly possible he could have said, I have a long personal relationship with Donald Trump. I get it. I'm not saying I endorse his. I'm, I'm giving him the be big benefit the of the biggest, doubt. The he biggest benefit. He, he had the MAGA hat in his locker. I know. But I'm just saying, you know, they've made their choice to play with him. That's their personal choice. I know. That's but, their choice. But what I wonder, like, I, just I, I, I thought about, like, one, one of my favorite baseball players was Paul O'Neill. Yeah. For the Yankees. And I love, like, Paul O'Neill, you know, is, is without question one of my probably top three favorite Yankees ever. And then, you know, he's from Ohio, he's from Cincinnati, which is like, you know, conservative part of the state. Mm -hmm. And it, and when it came out, and my mom was super, she loved Paul O'Neill also. We were so disappointed when he came out as a Trump supporter last year. Yeah. And what really bugged me about it is I was like, if you'd stayed in Cincinnati and never left home and just stayed in that conservative bubble... But dude, yeah, yeah. you played with a bunch of Latin dudes. Yeah, yeah. You played yeah. with black dudes. These were your teammates. These were your your yeah. work brothers. You lived like, in New York. You how know can what it is. Wh don't you feel uncomfortable yeah. hearing like this dude shitting on like shitting on these people? Unless you're able to compartmentalize it so no, well you that you're like, yeah, that's what it is. Is you can't, he's talking you about can't immigrants get out of the training that you've you've had. The, the he's talking about illegals from Mexico. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what about Mildred is, you know, the, the only difference is that El Duque was Cuban instead of Mexican. So right. they let him, they let him in. Right. But he came here on a raft. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and then, but, but you can't, they can't leave the conditioning behind. They can't, they can't get away from it. They can't get out from underneath it.
It's just but the sad all, thing about that is it, def- when they can't leave it, de- it defies some of what we've always been taught. And I remember saying this. We'll bring it back to something I, I remember I wrote on the New York Times dot com about um, the uh, girls, the mm-hmm. show Girls. Yeah. And I remember the easy. I'm not going to call anybody out, but the easy token stance against that was, "Well, I'm from a diverse back. I I went to school with these, and this doesn't represent my New York." Mm-hmm. And it was black black women, black men, white women saying like, "I this does not accurately reflect. We are not this." all white nonsense. This is not. And I said, people, you may not like it, but this absolutely represents a lot of night cosmopolitan cities. Like, Hey, you went to prep school here or there and you were, it was diverse and you had friends and teammates who were this. But when I walk into a bar on a Saturday night in New York city in 2017, I might see two white girls, Spanish girl, black girl, three black girls, white girl, but you know what I will also see a lot of? Four white girls, four white girls, five white dudes, yeah. four white girls, yeah. five white girls, one black girl. So don't tell me just because you work in comedy or something that is kind of artificially diverse by, by nature of what it is, that this can't be. And what I look at that is I say... I used to say the same thing about Friends, by the way. When people used to complain about Friends... How friends don't right. have anybody black on it. Yeah, the most the, unrealistic the thing about that is thing. is their the rent they lived in. That's the most unrealistic. The, right, their shit. rent is the most it's unrealistic not the thing. That, not I said, six white people I hang out. Say, do you understand that 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 a white person can spend their whole day having no interactions with a person of color if they play their cards right? They can right. do that. Have but no what, interaction with a person of color through a whole day in a big city. They can do that. But what's right and what sport but what sports has unfortunately shown me is I thought, well, if you play and shower and right. travel and spend half your life with Latin people and black people and white people if you're from you know, and vice versa, if you're from mm-hmm. you know, a large black community and then all of a sudden you've got five white teammates that you've never had before. I ha- I was under the impression that, you know, and we we've, we've pumped this to people. That you know, it's about exposure. It's yeah, that once yeah. you meet it's different people, brings people together. you you start to see it, and then it's like, then how can you be for this dude? Because the dude blocking for you, Tom Brady, the dude yeah. making sure that you're healthy and rich. You know, I'm sure some of his linemen are white as well, but I'm sure there's some black dudes well, on his line. Boston, they got a lot of white dudes on the team. A weird amount. <laughs> they got, they well, have a green they got Bill a weird Belichick. I mean, white folks. <laughs> Bill, Bill Belichick is the only person other than Trump who's done more for, you know. Undersized, yeah, overlooked white men. white men. Yeah, <laughs> this is a strange thing. <laughs> How many white folks are on his team? But you can't see the thing. The thing about Belichick is you, you, as much as you want to want to hate, the results don't lie. So whatever yeah. magic potion he has to make five nine white guys into superstars, it works. Why well, has got Tom Brady thrown to him? But even then, when he brought their their I just, I team, think Tom Brady. Not to get off on a tangent, I think Tom Brady's going to retire as soon as Belichick retires because. What Tom Brady doesn't want is for Belichick to have another quarterback right. and win 13 games in a Super Bowl because right. it immediately shows you who it's, the genius it's like is. The genius here is is yeah, the genius here is Bill Belichick and ain't Tom Brady. <laughs> and I think most people think that anyway. 
because well, he's I mean, done that when when Brady was out, he won with nobody. Yeah, he did. I mean, a guy I forget. I, I just I just forgot his name, but he won eleven. Matt Castle. Yeah, Matt Castle. Who he won eleven left, games, made the playoffs Belichick with Matt Castle. And played like shit. <laughs> and Matt Castle went somewhere else and was yeah. garbage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think we got to bring this one this one home, baby. Yes, sir. This is what I said, man. I need I need I need more time with you, baby. Uh, well, my dog is starting to bark at <laughs> me a little bit. She's yeah. saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready to take that. She this was to, good, man. You got anything coming up? People need to know about? Um, nothing. People need to know about. No, I mean, I'm I'm at the Liberty Funny Bone, the 24th through the 27th in Ohio. There Just s- small town south of Cincinnati, so I'm sure that will be uh, that'll be fun. They'll be receptive to my politics. That'll be um, fun. Mohegan's Sun in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, Labor Day weekend, buy Friday and Saturday. Gun when you get there, huh? Go to the hood and buy you a burner gun, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, when you leave, just toss it. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's. Did uh, I say that and then loud? I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> I've got other stuff uh, later, but you know nobody's. Yeah. They don't need to know about it. Just this check JL Comedy. You can link to my Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. So JLComedy.com. This goes up tomorrow. Oh, our, beautiful. On the regular on the regular three guys on. Even though it's woke files, it's a little special addendum. Oh wow. Yeah. Get yeah. get insomnia, people. There you insomnia go. cookies. S- somebody else. You gotta get that insomnia cookie sponsorship. That man <laughs> <laughs> I see it a couple times a week. I walk right by that sponsor. There's my, there's my cookie spot. Oh, you walk by. See, that's what makes us different. I walk into it. Oh, you walk right in. <laughs> right in. Hey, thanks I so get much. one for my walk home and then use the app to yeah, order more so that the more. delivery guy shows up with way, more when I get home. Time, it's all about the timing. <laughs> it's all about the timing. Thanks so much for doing this for me, man. I oh, absolutely. I always Pleasure. appreciate talking to you about something, something like this. Good times. All right, brother. All right. Take care, Talk man. Talk to you later. Peace. Bye.